and found your way out of the zoo, we present to you yet another episode, another podcast version of the Unicorn Meta Zoo. We are once again here, going to be discussing all things community management. I am joined by two of the best people that I work with, John Erickson and Abby T. How are you all today? Doing great. I'm telling everyone else that you said that about us. I guess they'll do it anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on record. It's on record. <laughs> I, I'm doing great. I, I can't wait to talk about all things community management. Um, can you tell me what my job is? Because <laughs> wonderful. Well, when I when I say all things community management, I, I meant that in uh, not in the broad spectrum that that is, because we don't have the time to discuss all things okay. community management. However, right. we we do want to speak on a sliver of community management. So let's focus on that. And uh, today's topic is going to be working with difficult users. So as you all know, having communities involves having people. Right. It's like that saying where the person says, you know, I love mankind or I love humanity. It's individuals that I can't stand. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be we're going to be discussing working with difficult users in the context of community. So let's get started there. Uh, any any brief experiences or stories from either of you concerning difficult users? I was thinking before we start, I should probably make a disclaimer that, uh, you know, if I've been talking to you recently, uh, it's probably not you that I'm talking about. Like you are probably not the dis difficult user because I've got a, a big stash of people um, from years ago who, you know, they don't even listen. They're not going to be here anymore because they, they were so difficult. Because uh, you banned them from the site already. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, they could be listening, but I guess they're not going to do any more harm because they're off the site. Right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, we'll gotcha. we'll dig deep into the archives of of stories here. So anyone who's currently associating frequently with the community team, you can be sure that we're uh, we love you, and we're never we would never accuse you of being a problem user. Um, you know, not that's not true. There's problem users now. everywhere, but right. There's yeah, a statute, of, a yeah, reverse statute yeah. of limitations. You don't get to be mentioned on this podcast unless your last association was five years ago. Uh, well, let's, be, let, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. All of us at some point have been difficult users. I mean, if I were to categorize myself as a difficult user, I would say that growing up and maybe, you know, maybe even now, uh, I would be, I would have been a difficult user in terms of my family unit, right? With my siblings. I'm sure my parents would have said, what a difficult user this person is. Oh, and no, if they no. would have, if they would have deleted me, then that would have been the end of me. So all of us at some point or another, right, can be labeled as difficult users. But in, in the context of what we're discussing, what we're talking about, building community, bringing people together. Uh, I want to talk about the conflict, right? Because that, that tends to be what, what difficult users bring. And so conflict is a topic we'll discuss. But first, Abby, let me ask you, how would you define a difficult user? You know, as a community manager, I would say that a difficult user is not necessarily always the same thing as a problem user or is not always necessarily a negative a negative thing. I can think of in lots of situations, stack exchange communities, you know, other communities I've been a part of, stuff like that, where um, a, a difficult user or a difficult member of the community is actually someone who cares very, very deeply about the community mm. and the success of the community and just maybe has a way of going about it that uh, rubs people the wrong way or is, you know, a little bit particular and they just they're they're very um, specific about the way they want to see things done or they have conflict with other users, but they they both mean really well. Um, so I would I would uh, I'm, I'm defining it by something that it isn't, I guess, but I'd say that a difficult user um, doesn't necessarily have to be one that we consider uh, a problem or someone who we should make go away or something. Just, you know, something they're having difficulty um, working with the community, figuring out how to collaborate to move forward, even though they might uh, care very deeply about the success or they might not. They might want to see the whole thing burn, too. And that's definitely <laughs> someone that we would mm. consider a, a difficult user as well. 
I love that. I love that, that, that definition that you just gave. I do agree that difficult does not equal negative. Difficult does not equal, um, you know, uh, uh, what was the other word you used? You said a, a negative user or a, ah, uh, the, the word escaped me anyway. The way you put it, I guess we'll have to rewind and find the word. But it was so <laughs> good. Right. I, I like that. Uh, and it's true. So it's someone who is having difficulties, right? Someone who is not, for some reason, uh, is not jiving well with what's going on. And so this, this is where this, this conversation of this topic of conflict comes in. John, let me ask you, if you were to give a brief description of what conflict is, what would that be? Um, I, th I think it's when two people have different goals uh, or different mm -hmm. uh, methods of achieving their goals and um, they, they can't make them work together in a unified way. Um, and <clears throat> there are a lot of potential conflicts all over the place, uh, but uh, actual conflicts only occur when people have to be in the same space and are using the same um, resources to, mm -hmm. to accomplish their goals. Um, so like one, you probably don't care that uh, my, uh, my kids don't always flush the toilet, but I definitely <laughs> care about that because I am in the same space. Uh, so. <laughs> oh man is that a good yeah. analogy okay <laughs> that, that's a that, that's a great that's a great analogy uh and, and one that's very relatable because i do have kids <laughs> that i'm going to talk to about some similar issues absolutely and, and at that moment i would say that they are being difficult uh the actions are negative, but they are being difficult. Okay, so so we're all familiar with then what conflict is, right? It's 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 a difference of opinions. It's mm -hmm. uh, two, it's two uh, free wills coming together, clashing together. Mm -hmm. It's people wanting to to convince the other side or wanting to make some sort of of decision or move forward towards something. And there's opposition, right? There's opposition. So yeah. in in, ter in terms of community, I mean that's that's healthy. No, I mean we can't have everybody just agreeing otherwise you'd be like that old uh, pc game the lemmings right i mean there's got to be some sort of opposition <laughs> right and, are you guys familiar with that game oh yeah oh yeah yeah okay so at, at what point does conflict or can conflict be productive and abby we'll start with you oh great i was gonna say who who goes first uh, I, drew, go first. I drew the short straw yep. so i think um i think no 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 i should go first me, me first <laughs> no no John, I really respect your opinion, but I think uh, I think we should listen to what Juan said, and I should go first. I appreciate I'm handling that, that handling that conflict co uh, conflict. Uh, <sighs> what word did you just say? Constructively, thank you. My gosh, the words are escaping this podcast. Um, so, constructive conflict. I think conflict is, um, especially in communities like our like ours, conflict is is almost always uh, constructive in that we almost always uh, learn a little something about either our community or about the site, the engine, the, you know, the network that it runs on, um, through seeing what are the places where people are experiencing friction. So I think it should work this way. You think it should work this mm -hmm. way. What are we going to do? Um, there's almost always a benefit in that we learn something about why that happened. And, you know, hopefully ideally we can, uh, take that information, take those learnings and, you know, build something better either in terms of policy or the way the engine works or whatever in the first place. We haven't always been uh, great at kind of learning from conflicts like that in the past, but that's that's a, a dream that I have for us. So I think as long as everyone is um, operating from a place of assuming good intentions, good faith on the part of the other person. So, you know, I'm not fighting with you because I think you're a dingbat who's trying to ruin the site. 
I'm in conflict with you because we both really care deeply but have different ideas about what could be useful here. Um, I think that is a productive conflict as soon as you get to a point where you know you've you've flipped the bozo bit on the other uh, party in the conflict, or you you think you know this is an evil person and I have to tr to to. Uh, vanquish them to trounce them uh, uh, vanquish this evil then it, it gets gets a little less uh, less productive less constructive there but i think it can be really really healthy for a community awesome john what are your thoughts yeah i i agree i i think we see a lot of conflict uh that's born out of frustration and that tends to be a little bit less uh productive um you know i i know that we have uh, as a company we have done uh, probably less. I mean, definitely less than we um, we could have and should have for uh, for users, and so that can be a very frustrating thing. And I definitely see that uh, sort of interaction on the site where people are just unhappy with uh, with maybe me generally or with our company or that sort of thing. And um, that sort of uh, conflict is um, it's less productive because it's harder to do anything about it. Um, so if the conflict is over, uh, say, uh, how a specific feature could work on the site, well, then there's a way to sort of resolve those conflicts. But if the frustration is you have done something uh, or not done something in the past, that's a much harder to deal with. And I understand why. I'm not saying that people shouldn't be frustrated, but some of the manifestations of that frustration are not really accomplishing what I assume the goal is. Like you said, you know, we're all trying to, to make the site better and, and improve things for ourselves. Yeah, so what, what I seem to be hearing from the both of you is that conflict brings opportunity. But yeah. uh, not everybody decides to take that path, right? Some decide to to turn to the dark side and use the power for <laughs> evil. Uh, why, why do you all believe that, that some users go there? Uh, I have to say that... Uh, <sighs> It's hard to think of things this way, but I, I honestly think some people are uh, just like they act out as as disruptive and it's sort of a natural state for some people. And I, I think we've probably seen those folks uh, maybe growing up or in our communities or uh, maybe even family members, people who are just mm -hmm. like disruptive uh, naturally. And um, so I, I think there's an element of, of people who are who are not really good at getting along and uh that's sort of a shame but i, I think you've got to account for that there you're not you're not necessarily going to be able to um solve their problems because their problems go much than than what we can what we can deal with okay okay abby what, what about you why, why would you why would you say that some users go to this go to this dark side this negative side when faced with a conflict I, uh, I I always go go toward the the touchy feely feelings portion of portion of the world, um, and so when when I think of you know a, a given user who might make these choices, I observe that a lot of times it comes from a place of of pain and hurt and suffering. Mm, you know, like it comes yeah. from someone who's really committed to this community or what this community is trying to do. If it's a Stack Exchange community, you know, the knowledge base we're putting together, or you know, it's my soccer team and I want us to win. Or I don't play soccer, uh, but some <laughs> some community that they're a part of. Um, and it's just not going well either because you know the team is losing they lost the championships or you're not feeling heard in the community when you have your your um opinion about what we should do next or what event we should do or whatever and you just feel uh excluded and hurt and it happens continually it doesn't it, you yeah. don't feel those wins you yeah. don't have those successes and feel included ever mm -hmm. and so when you start to feel like hey maybe this community doesn't want me here um or do doesn't want me around then it starts to be pretty easy to say well you know screw those guys i don't want them either i'm going to try and knock down their 
their uh, their sandcastle that they're building over here. Um, I think that's a, a really natural human way of reacting to continual kind of exclusion and the pain and emotional suffering that comes from that. Um, and I think that that is sort of a byproduct of unproductive, unhealthy conflict. If we're having conflict that we're not um, helping to alleviate the emotional burden of, I think that this is one of the things that can result from that. Yeah, that's really good. I would also add that that users who who members of of the community who who go to this negative aspect, I think I think for some of them, definitely not all of them, but some of them, it could also be a lack of options or resources. Yeah, not knowing that there's other things that they can do to try to to make the situation better, uh, things that they can appeal to. Um, different angles that they could take to look at a situation differently, or they're so fixated on that one course that they're unable or unwilling uh, to be able to step back and either, you know, step into the other person's shoes or their situation, or even look at it from from a totally different angle, right? Zoom out and get a bird's eye view and, and assess. And sadly, this is just something that, you know, it's, it's beyond our control. I mean, as community yeah. managers, we cannot control these individuals who come in and act this way. But what we can control is how these reactions affect the community, right? So we mm-hmm. we can't we can't control the, the 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 actions of the individual or how another person takes it, but we can control how it affects the community. And so, what are some ways that a community manager can uh, can uh, can change or improve how some of these difficult users interact with the community? Maybe some of the um, some of the negative repercussions. What can community managers do to turn this around? I am. I'm. I'm. I'm trying desperately to remember the article or the paper or who it was who uh, explained this concept to me originally. I've just got this dim memory of it in the back of my mind. But um, there is a principle where if you have a community or you know say a conference that has a code of conduct or whatever, um, what is most important is that everyone agrees with the spirit of the law more so than the letter of the law. So everyone Uh, understands. It's hard to say, you know, we all understand the spirit of the law because in order to uh, describe the spirit of the law, you got to put it into words and words can be um, interpreted differently. And so we're never always going to be exactly on the same page. But the, uh, the principle is that when someone comes in and is doing something that is obviously detrimental to the community, behaving in a way that is making people want to go away. It's making people not want to be there. It's damaging whatever the community is trying to build. Uh, but technically, they're not doing anything wrong. That's a problem with your code of conduct, your rules, your whatever. Yeah. Um, and it shows people that you know that the code of conduct is there for uh, for appearances. It's there for us to point to and say, look, we have a code of conduct because it doesn't actually preclude anyone. We can't look at the code of conduct and say your behavior is inappropriate. We gotta you know let you go or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's more important to make sure that um, you can be seen to uphold the spirit of these rules, the code of conduct or whatever. Someone comes in, they're being damaging in a way that is technically allowed, but you got to say, look, this is, we have to update the code to um, include this situation because this is obviously detrimental. And we want to make sure that everyone else who's here, who wants to be a productive and happy member of the community, they need to see that we care really deeply about having that, uh, upholding that code of conduct, because otherwise, what's it there for? They're going to say, okay, great. They're not actually here to protect me. This thing's just there for show. Mm-hmm. It's okay if things start to go south around here. Maybe I can, you know, start to act out a little bit. And it kind of, um, people get the message that we don't actually really care. So I'm going to try and find that that article or whatever that was about the, um, the difference between the spirit and the letter of the law, because uh, it explained it a hell of a lot better than I did just now. But... <laughs> I think that's that that vague concept that I'm trying to talk around is one that is really important to uh, uh, to working with this kind of user in our community. That's pretty and, good, John. We'll continue. I, 
I've definitely seen that uh, that principle at play. Um, for the longest time, we had a principle like the our our code of conduct was essentially be nice, which is uh, super vague and open to interpretation. And uh, but the nice thing about it is you could kind of tell people who were like uh, it, like there wasn't any loopholes for people to work through. It was it was all like well, obviously that wasn't a very nice thing to do. And um, so I have mixed feelings about having a code of conduct that sort of lays out here are some things that we want to exclude from our community, and here you know here's the way that you should behave in a little bit more regimented way. Um, because it does invite people to say, well, I was nice because I was following all of your rules. Mm-hmm. And um, and people who are uh, going to be more productive members of the community, um, when you say, hey, you know, what you did was technically okay under the rules, but um, but it really didn't uh, match up with the, the spirit or, you know, the principles behind it. We, we don't, it, it violated our be nice policy. So people who are going to be productive members will say, oh, you're right. I'm really sorry. I will try to do better. And then there are other people who are like, well, I followed your rule. And uh, and um, so I, I agree with Abby. Like when you see that in practice, it's like this person is, is not uh, is not getting it. Like they don't right. understand the, the, the deeper reason for these rules. Yeah, and there's kind of a third, a third uh, uh, character in that story, a third, a third user who maybe, um, and I think we experience this a lot in our communities too, of people who, uh, when confronted with like, hey, that was technically okay, but it really wasn't within the spirit of the rules, they'll, they'll say, okay, I believe you, thank you for telling me, but I, I don't get it, I don't see why, I don't, yeah. I still don't understand what it was that I did, um, and I, I think that's where the community, as opposed to the, the community managers or the moderators yeah. or the leaders, that's where the community kind of self uh, self polices polices isn't the right word because no one's in trouble but self um, self teaches you know <clears throat> yeah. right self regulates exactly exactly yeah your your uh, fellow community members can maybe come in and help explain it to you or you can just learn a lot from observing how other people are handling these same situations and that's really important and that makes people feel like you know this community is a, a self healing organism it feels strong it feels like this is a thing that can learn from its mistakes and we can help each other and uh, people really like to help each other that makes people feel like really strongly part of a community um so that's and i think that's one of the best things that the the stack exchange network can do side 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 note um but uh yes that's that's a third character that i'd throw in there that's really good a lot of that's really good i think i think at the end when we are looking at our communities because they are made up of individuals we are going to have conflict at some point or another there will be conflict some will be productive some will be detrimental yeah. but it is up to the community itself as abby was mentioning to self-regulate to 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 put you know get find out what exactly is going on and then instruct all of the other members as to productive ways of, of handling that conflict and you know for for the moderators who are who are listening to this we really appreciate all the work yeah. that you do yeah. and the hours that you pour in because it's it's a difficult thing to deal with people especially when you're coming in from a position of quote unquote power and and you side with with one user over another that immediately is already displayed as oh now you know you're playing favorites or you know you, mm-hmm. you didn't really hear me out or or uh, obviously you have something against me or you're picking on me. And that's not really the case. I mean, we want to be objective in all we do. And sure, we're human. We make mistakes. That's 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 understandable. But learning and improving our, our conflict resolution skills 
in our repertoire, I think, I think is what we need to do. I'm not going to ask you all for like specific resources or books or articles or, you know, newspaper clippings or whatever that you would <laughs> recommend. But if there is something there, I mean, feel free to recommend it. But if not, I think just a, a general, uh, a general, uh, general look into this uh, this topic, I think I think would do the community managers well, would do moderators well, even users well, because at some point you're going to run into some some other user who is going to push and give opposition to your viewpoint or your or your initiative. And so we, we just need to be prepared for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have um, a, a suggestion for, for anyone, anyone here, anyone listening, which is um, a while back in, in 2015 or so when I first became a manager of people inside this company as opposed to a community manager of people outside the company, uh, we did a, a management training. The, there were probably 20 of us in the company at the time who were managers, and we did this training that involved taking a conflict style assessment, um, which was the oh, TKI, yeah. I think is the specific right. one that we did. Um, it's it's uh, Someone described it as one of those business horoscope kind of things you know like the Myers-Briggs or whatever the Enneagram like it's basically yeah. astrology but in business terms uh, but it's a really useful business horoscope or it was a really useful business horoscope for me um, not because it taught me how to manage conflict better uh, but just because it made me really aware of the different styles that people can have when they approach conflict and what mm -hmm. my own is. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm 98th percentile for conflict avoidance is my preferred style of conflict. My preferred style of conflict is, is not, not conflict. Right. Um, <laughs> but it was really helpful to understand that about myself and also my colleagues who are maybe more um, competing or more collaborating or accommodating or uh, the other one that I forget, compromising. Um, those are the five in this particular business horoscope to really understand that there are people who approach it differently than I do, who are going to interpret things differently mm -hmm. than I am, feel mm -hmm. differently about it. If I feel attacked, they're probably not attacking me. They just don't realize that I avoid conflict at all costs. And so I feel attacked by all of it. And so maybe we can find common ground there. Um, so that was a really, really useful thing to do is just assess my own conflict style and understand that other people have different ones and just come to the table with that, uh, with that understanding. So you don't have to do that particular business horoscope, but just take a second to think about your own way of managing conflict and, and imagine that there are people who do it differently. And then start Excellent. from there, I found really helpful. Excellent. Excellent point. Excellent point. Well, we are at the end of our podcast, but before we bid thee farewell, John, do we have any sponsor for our show? Yes. Today? Yes, we Great. have. We have um, we've got different levels of sponsorship these days. Um, this is this is new. Um, this is our bronze level. Um, it's the um, the bronze announcer badge is our bronze oh, level announcer nice. for this, this podcast. Um, if you don't know about our announcer badge, it is uh, given to people who share a link to a question that is visited by twenty five unique IP addresses. And uh, you can get it multiple times. And if all of that sounds uh, strange to you, you don't you don't know what a, an IP address is and and how that works. All you do is use the little share button at the bottom of any post. It doesn't have to be your own. It could be someone else's. Uh, uh, although people tend to share their own. And um, if you use that link and put it on uh, one of those social media platforms, you know your MySpace your uh, friends <laughs> live journal mm -hmm. live yeah. journal right um, i gotta update my myspace thanks <laughs> yeah, yes. i'm gonna put on my zanga yeah <laughs> uh you, you you do that it will probably not get you the badge because no one else is on that page but um <laughs> but you could get all of your friends and family uh to uh click on the link and and maybe get yourself a badge and you know like i said it doesn't have to be your own post you could even share oh 
I don't know, one of the meta posts that we put up for this very podcast. And Interesting. you can earn oh, yourself what a, a shiny bronze badge. What a great uh, idea. Yeah, I don't know where that idea came from. It was um, whoever's idea it was, uh, Abby, was... <laughs> Sounds brilliant. Sounds like really. I should not give credit when I don't remember for sure. Sounds like the, the kind of idea only a really smart and attractive person could dream up. <laughs> that's right, that's yeah, right. you, you nailed it. Uh, that was all you. That was all you. So you heard it here, folks. Take that link, put it on your Google Plus page, and share right. it like crazy. <laughs> well, that does it for us on this episode. Thank you all for joining. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this. Any questions that you've got, you guys know where that uh, that MetaPost is. Uh, feel free to share some thoughts and some comments. We'd love to hear from you all. And with that, have a great rest of your day. All right. Adios. Adios. See you, everybody.